0: And welcome to the very first episode of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Basically, it's a a podcast of ramblings about comics, telly, films, books and music. This episode, I'm joined in the parlour by the creator of Dead Queen Detectives and artist extraordinaire, the absolutely delightful and face lickable, Bevis Musson. Hi, Bevis. Hello. I say that as though we haven't just had a (laughs) 20-minute conversation about how shit I am at technology, but we have. Or,
1: you know, not being able to call each other, though. Yeah, hello, twenty
0: minutes. Yeah, it was nearly twenty minutes. <laughs> there was a good, there was a good like ten minutes of hello, hello. Yeah. When are
1: we hearing the other one?
0: But we're here now, and we're here to talk shit about geeky things.
1: Yeah, sounds like a plan to me.
0: Indeed. So uh, do you know what? I'm not even going to sugar the pill. I'm just going to barrel right into it and go, Bevis, talk to me about what? What have you been reading lately in the comics world? Mostly DC stuff. Oh, okay, that's exciting. Oh know, and it's a bit of I mean, what with six issues in on most of them now. Sort of
1: a, mm-hmm. See, I've not been reading any of the controversial ones I've not had any of the Red Hood or Catwoman Or anything with lots of tits in <laughs>
0: so. But you're missing out because they've got lots of tits
1: in Well, I, to be honest, I have got I mean, sort of Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey And Justice League Dark They've all got lots of tits in But they've That's not got controversial tits in
0: True, true
1: sort of, you know, Quite well-clad tits <laughs> It has to be said, tits aren't really my You know, main reason for reading comics
0: But Mine neither, but, you know I can't argue with a good pair of boobs. Well, no,
1: exactly. No, get, sort of, you know, get entertaining ones as well. <laughs> just marvel, marvel at how they're supposed to work.
0: Even <laughs> I
1: notice don't look like that.
0: Oh, I tell you what. Like one of my biggest peeves in comics is sometimes you're just thinking, how are they going in that direction? Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a <gonna> take out <laughs> <in> someone's eye? I <laughs> got their own eyes as well. True. You've so got an armored bosom, I would imagine. Anyway, that's yeah, yes. a, different, a different topic entirely. I would imagine <laughs> probably have a whole podcast just on that. That would be the best first episode of anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> Tips, um, do you know what? Maybe we'll just get back to the comics. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you? What have you stuck with? Did you Did you start like on all fifty two? Oh God, no,
1: <laughs> no. I mean, there were a load of them that I kind of looked at and I thought I have either no interest in the character or in the writer or they were being done by Rob Liefeld and it was kind of, you know... Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there was no way that I was going to go anywhere, <laughs> anywhere near that with a 10-foot barge pole. So I kind of, I got ones that I even knew I was going to like the creators or that I was interested in the characters and stuff. And I had about 10, I think, to start with. Yeah, Hang on, I've got some with me so I can work out what I had. I had Nightwing, a Batman, and Wonder Woman, and Birds of Prey, and Stormwatch, Watch, and Justice the Dark, and Demon Knights, and Batgirl, and Batwoman, and then the Huntress, Minnie as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've dropped a couple. I've dropped Nightwing, and I've dropped Batman.
0: You've dropped Nightwing. Yeah, I mean,
1: what? It's good, but it's kind of. I, the problem is, I can only afford so many comics at the moment. Yeah, and it's kind of they have to be really good for me to keep them. Mm. And Nightwing has got that. It's got the lovely Eddie Barrow's art. Which is just fantastic. And, you mm-hmm. know, the artwork, in on its own, was nearly enough to keep for me to keep getting it. But it was kind of just—I finished each issue, and I kind of went, "That was nice," and that was just it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the same with Batman as well. Is it's kind of? Got, I like what Scott Snyder's is doing with it, but it's kind of—it's
0: not enough no, to keep you hooked.
1: So I kind of thought, mm. and then the other one that I dropped is Stormwatch.
0: Oh, it's- so did I. <sighs> I I, I, want, I so wanted to like it. Me too. Me too. But I just felt. Do you know what? I couldn't remember what was happening from issue two because I think I read about three, and then yeah. I was like, Do you know what? I can't remember what's happening, and I'm not bothered that I can't remember what's happening either. Yeah. So I thought yeah. well, that's that's a surefire sign that I'm not interested in this comic, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah. See, Paul Cornell is a delightful. Handsome. He's so, yeah, he's so lovely. And I so wanted to watch it, and he he talked about it beforehand, and he was he's obviously he was so eager for it. And he was, you know, he was talking about why Apollo and Midnighter weren't weren't going to be a couple and all this and stuff. And was so and it was like, oh, i you know, sounds really interesting. And then the first issue I read, and I thought, oh, this isn't very good. Mm. But I'm going to give it a go. And I read the second one, I thought, no, this still isn't very good. And then I read the third one, and I thought, no, this is shit. <laughs> and to be fair, i kept until I've kept until the, the latest issue until issue six, which is Paul's last one. Or maybe it's going to wrap up neatly, and it could be, you know, I'll suddenly look back on it and I'll go, oh, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, it's still shit.
0: That's such a shame That was that was one that I was really excited about because when they announced that they were going to sort of wipe the slate clean and start again, yeah. I was thinking, okay, we're still getting like three Green Lantern titles and a bajillion Batman titles or Gotham-related titles, and I was thinking, do you know what? I want to read something different. And so when they announced like random stuff like Static Shock and OMAC yeah. and Men of War, I was like, do you yeah. know what? I did, I'm really excited about these because it's something a little bit different. Yeah, and then
1: it's likely to go under soon, but if they don't. It's something. That at least they're trying something new. with it, something that's you wouldn't expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. But as it as it turns out, Men of War, Static Shock, and Stormwatch were the first three that I dropped. <laughs> 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 I was all. I was so like. Uh, do you know what? I was just thinking to myself. I am so gonna enjoy these new stories. And then um, I was a bit taken aback. But I do you read the Green Lantern ones at all.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> again, just character that kind of. Passes me by. Yeah. I've seen the film. Even Ryan Reynolds couldn't get me to go into the film.
0: <laughs> oh, but his pert botox. Anyway, yeah, that's a. not
1: real. That's yeah. the problem.
0: <laughs> oh, but still, they're very pert. I don't care if they're real or not. Anyway, reeling back the perviness just a tiny yeah. bit. Eh, I was a bit disappointed by the Green Lantern stuff simply because there has been no reboot to that storyline. So, I've no idea. They've, they've just renumbered it from number one. But it's the exact same storyline as it was previously, with all the same points and all the same history and all the same characters. Everything is the same, but it's just number one now. And that really threw me for a loop, because when you're trying to like figure out where you are in this new universe, and you're trying to figure out which bits are still in continuity and which bits are a bit different and what timeline yeah. it might be set in, it's really difficult to get your head around that when there's one storyline that has quite often crossed over. Because like, Green Lantern is bloody in everything, so... I mean it's the whole death of superman? <laughs> yeah, it's it's like how do you how do you have that part still going on or like Blackest Night still happened, the Sinestro Corps cool War still happened, all of that still happened. It's all exactly the same and yet somehow it just doesn't gel with the rest of the universe. And that I find really hard because I'm trying to get my brain around a new set of rules and this one's just kind of sticking its fingers up at me like yeah, because it's it's kind got of, if if they
1: I mean, this whole people getting really wound up about the reboot, and it's kind of oh, well, what, what, what still exists, and what doesn't. I'm kind of like, I'll just read the comments and see.
0: Yeah, take it as it comes.
1: And what's not? And it's kind of you know, some of it's going to be still in existence, and some of it's not. But I'll just you know, I'll take and leave. I'll really, I'm assuming that's how they were writing is it's kind of as they come to a story, I'll decide oh well, that one can stay in,
2: mm-hmm. and that one
1: can go. But if they're then just carrying on the Green Lantern stories as if everything was there because they're presumably Superboy Prime. Must still be in it, and the whole wall punching reality Bobbins
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's really it's really weird, and it, it, annoyingly, Green Lantern is still one of my favourites. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, I really wanted to like not like it because it's done that, because it's just throwing everything else out for me. No, I, I still really enjoy it. I just I'm confused by it because I don't understand where it's coming from. No, no. it seems weird. It is a lot, isn't it? But I've got to say, DC. I'd, <laughs> I think it was a really brave move to like sort of yeah. get rid of everything and sort of semi-start it all over again and i think some of the comics have really benefited like as much as i love the oracle do you know what i think barbara gordon back in the batgirl suit is probably one of the best things i've ever read
1: and i think well, i think it's i think gail Simone's handled it fantastic right? Yeah, yeah if it had just been oh i'm better
0: yeah but the fact that she still has hang-ups a bit oh shit there's a gun uh, what do i do yeah i think she did it really really well and to be honest, I'm a bit of a um, I'm a bit of a whore for the Batman universe, and I pretty much love everything that's even slightly related to it at the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, I was pretty much always going to love that. See, Paul Cornell should I just do a Batman comic. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. See, but I, uh, Demon Knights, I know, and that's uh, Paul Cornell as well. And I think
1: it's
0: yeah. Really- See, Absolute- Demon I- Knights, I really struggle with that because I cannot stand Etrigan. Like, I just want to, I, I just really want him to. You know, when there's just one character and you just think everything about you is making me want to throw this comic book out the window. Yeah. He, he's that for me. And I just, as much as I love I love Paul and he's such a nice dude, I just can't deal with this bloody rhyming bollocks. Except,
1: see, I'm looking at an issue now and I'm fairly certain he's not rhyming. He didn't for a while. Well, didn't Didn't he say that this is sort of before he's become a rhyming demon or something? Possibly.
0: I wasn't paying enough attention. He's not rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other problem for me with Demon Knights was that I don't really give a shit about any of the other characters in it.
2: That's fair enough then.
0: Which makes it difficult, especially when you don't like Etrigan. Because I, at some point, if he Maybe I'm just remembering it because I didn't like Etrigan. Maybe I'm just remembering imaginary rhymes. It was a bit Etrigan
1: heavy in the first issue or second issue, something like that. Yeah it was a bit... I think it was the first one. But then the second one, you have Vandal Savage headbutting dinosaurs. <laughs> which, you know, that <laughs> on its own is worth the price of admission.
0: <laughs> Gosh. So, of the ones that you've you've kept on with at the moment, which ones would you say are tippity-top of your pile? Well, Demonites,
1: mm-hmm. I'll just say. Um, Wonder Woman. I really like... I, people getting... They're right, knickers in the twist about Wonder Woman, and oh, she's got a father now, and um, she's got the wrong boots. Actually, you no, know, the one, I'll get this off my chest early. Wonder Woman, I think, is really, really good. The one thing I really can't stand about it is her boots. It's a really petty thing to be Bugs, by, but they're so ugly. <laughs> they're fucking awful. So these knee high blue boots, they just look stupid. And I don't know whether it's, whether it's the way that Cliff Chang draws them or what. But they're horrible <laughs> Oh
0: dear See I love Cliff Chang's art though I could look at it all day oh. I
1: wasn't sure at first When they first, when they released a couple of the sort of preview pieces I kind of looked at it and I thought mm, I'm not sure that's the right thing for Wonder Woman I think because it's so different from anything that's been on the title before Yeah And then the first couple of issues I was like Actually I fucking love this I think his design stuff is brilliant The gods are, are fantastic Yeah the way that he draws Wonder Woman, the way that she's sort of, you know, she's fucking huge. Yeah, what she's is a, she a bit. She's <laughs> <a> pretty gargantuan. <laughs> so it's great. So you have half the other characters that are literally boob height to her because she's so tall, which is, you know, means that they can have lots of, you know, boob shots in. But she looks properly fierce.
0: Yeah, she does. You wouldn't want to bump into her in a dark alley, would you?
1: Oh, no. no. <laughs> I mean, the whole reboot of that, I mean, because that, that's a whole. You read that book and you kind of think, yeah, it's kind of thrown everything out the window. Yeah. You can't assume any of the old Wonder Woman stuff. That. But to be honest, I don't really care. It's kind of, if it's a good story.
0: Exactly. Uh, this is the thing, when people were getting all up in arms, but when it was, the whole reboot thing was first announced. Like, oh, you can't throw out, you know, this will make all my old comics not mean anything. Yeah. No, they're all still there. You can still read them. They won't disintegrate. They'll still exist and you can still enjoy them, but then you can also enjoy this shiny new thing. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that, you know, if you've got
1: 30, 40, 50 years of continuity behind something,
0: you're not going to know it all
1: anyway. If you're the kind of person that gets hung up on the fact that 40 years ago Wonder Woman, I don't know, had a best friend who suddenly was murdered and is never mentioned again, and you're going to complain about that being wiped out, then kind of get a life, really. <laughs>
0: No, I have to agree because I, I just think, yeah. I mean, that when people were trying like desperately to tie everything together as well, I just, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just trying to remember what happened in the previous issue and whether that makes sense. Yeah. Or not, I'm not yeah. because I think, especially with the Green Lantern stuff, just not tying in even slightly, it doesn't yeah. make sense for me to try and figure out what's happened and what's not. As long as I know relative to that title what's yeah. going on and I can still follow the story and I'm still enjoying it, then I'm not bothered. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I'm saying it's kind of if it's. If it's one title, and if there's a crossover, yeah, you some know, some other character comes trundling across, then fine. But I, you know, I don't really care about the whole range. I mean, this is kind of why I'm a bit niffed about that they've announced this um, Parliament of Owls Batman crossover because oh. it was getting some of the Batman titles, but not all of them. And they've been quite they've been quite specific. they that I think they've said that although it's a crossover, you can read each individual title without having to read any of the other ones.
2: Hmm. that's Which,
1: interesting. If they you know, if they pull that off, then fine. Because it's kind of I you know, I I'm still getting Birds of Prey and Batgirl and Batwoman. Mm-hmm. I ended up with sort of, you know, a third of the Batman story over the three of them would be a bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I think that's there one of that. the one of the reasons I've been sort of I've had to like I mean, aside from the fact that I'm a bit of a pauper, I've had yeah. to like really cut down my um my comic reading is because it just got to the point where I was thinking every comic that I'm picking up is tying into three or four others, and I can't, yeah. I just cannot keep it di- like Marvel recently with that whole Spider Island thing and stuff. I've actually cut down my Marvel titles now to just um Deadpool, Deadpool Max, and Punisher Max, and that's all <laughs> I'm reading. Marvel, it's- the only
1: Marvel that I'm getting is the um, Young Avengers stuff. And I'll occasionally pick up pieces here and there, but it's kind of I just I think that's, I think it's they are they're even more than DC. They were hung up on continuity and crossover mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just you know I can't be bothered with another Cyclops is having a fight with Wolverine and Captain America, mm-hmm. some fucking space monster type thing. <laughs> it, <laughs> Enough when Superman's doing it all the time, but it's kind of you know at least I have a vague interest in those characters. <laughs>
0: Although, I've got to be honest, I have struggled with the Superman stuff since the reboot, which is a shame, because it used to be some of my favourite comics, but I don't know, I just find... Superman's never done it for me. I've always found him
1: a bit... He's iconic, mm-hmm. but apart from the films, can't be doing with him.
0: Well, Rich, Rich has the same... I feel like I should explain for any new listeners, Rich is my husband. <laughs> he has the same sort of thing, in that he said that it's difficult to sort of have a threat to Superman, because... Yeah. He's fucking Superman,
2: yeah. So, that's my he, thing as well,
1: is it's, it's kind of you can't have so um, the whole thing with the, what is it, Toy Man? He yeah, toys. yeah, but he's fighting fucking Superman,
0: yeah, who's got heat vision, <laughs> and or you know, just it's what, what's a toy gonna do against a man with yeah. heat vision? <laughs> Batman, you know, okay, he's Batman, but he's mm. only a man, exactly. But I, d- I just I don't know, I think since the reboot, the Superman stuff's been kind of difficult to follow.
1: Is it the
2: pants?
0: It could be the pants. To be fair, actually, I didn't mind them losing the pants. And I was one of the people who didn't mind Supergirl losing a skirt either. Cause no, but have you seen the latest. It's a bit, it's, how is she holding that up? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But it, I just found it really funny that a lot of people got really up in arms when that little mini skirt appeared. And now that it's gone, they're even more up in yeah, arms. It's, it's,
1: she's not wearing a skirt, so it's decent, despite the fact that, you know, she's just still got her pants on.
0: Yeah, and they're very high legged. Hmm. Very high legged.
1: I, I she must be clenching really hard to keep them up, because it kind of looks like a top and then some pants, but the pants don't have any sides to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: maybe it's like it's like a so baby pack- grow type situation, and it actually just like buttons up at the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the- <laughs> That would be awful, but I suppose quite useful in a fight if you needed a Wii, I guess.
1: I suppose so. I mean, that must be the whole thing with being superheroes. If you're wearing your, you know, your onesie and you need a pin, then if you're going to have to strip it all off to go to the loo, league...
0: exactly. You've got to be practical about these things. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> got a flap.
0: <laughs> oh dearie me, this is getting a bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame this fever that I'm blatantly just having come on. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no Supergirl I was reading Supergirl today Issue 5 I think I'm up to yeah. And um, so far It's been five issues Of Supergirl going Where's my planet <laughs> Which has been Really irritating Because she like It's been explained to you several times A woman I was going to say no one told her yet Well Superman did But she didn't believe him She was like Get out of my face What are you talking about Willis I'm going to find it And just flew off Into space for a while And I'm like Oh hmm. How about shutting up And getting to being Supergirl already <laughs> jeez oh yeah
1: i've not been interested in supergirl since peter david stopped writing it.
0: i used to quite like it and i think i think it depends who's writing her because sometimes she can come off as such a petulant little teenage tit face oh God, like, yeah oh i just can't deal with you at all like oh nobody likes me and i'm from <laughs> a different planet and i'm There's just... fucking
1: reason why nobody likes you, you
0: because you won't shut up about <laughs> he from a different planet you twat but um <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to sit with it a bit longer, I think, because, I I don't know, it's a character I want to like. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. But the, the surprise one for me was um, Animal Man. because yeah, I not be getting that, but I kind of feel like I should be. You should, you should. I've never read any Animal Man before, so I literally came into this knowing absolutely sod all about who he was, and his powers, and all sorts. The only yeah. thing I will say about Animal Man is that it is kind of crossing over with Swamp Thing. Not... So, well I, th- I think the the next issues are going to actually cross over but so far it's just had very similar themes and i think it helps to read them both but then yes. again, i really like swamp thing as well so <laughs> well, <that's> fine, then. <laughs> so that t- i don't really mind but it's um it, it, the, the only thing about animal man that that's, uh, that gets me a bit is cuz i think it's brilliantly written and the idea behind it is kind of fucking brilliant i don't want to i don't want to ruin it for anybody but it is all yeah. sort of based around sort of nature fighting back i guess yeah in a weirdy sort of way um, but the art is actually genuinely terrifying and that's the, that's the only thing that puts me off because every time it i I'm it feel up. A sick. it's really
1: awful yeah I, well i saw the artwork and i i'm not i'm not a fan of that kind of that scratchy inking anyway
2: yeah
1: and i saw that i think it was, the, was it the, the first cover with the picture of him with kind of the Blood vessels and stuff all over yeah. his head. Oh. I, I thought that looks horrible. <laughs> I don't to do that.
0: I what, it only gets worse inside. <laughs> and I don't mean in terms of quality because I think the art is actually pretty good. But yeah. the problem is that there's bits like him and his daughter at one point travelling to. I don't know what you call it. It's like. I can't even think of a word for it. But essentially, like the good part of nature, which they're referring to as the green, is being taken over by like. The rot and the red and the evil and the gross. And some of these things that have been coming at them while they're in the green and stuff is just some of the most disgusting shit. And at one point, it partially takes over Animal Man. And he's got like all this, his face just like swells up and it's all bulbous. And one of his arms just goes up like, and it's just lumpy and disgusting with all these vessels. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> It's absolutely awful. I was reading that and I was thinking, thank God it's not night time, because I would probably have nightmares if I read that and then went straight to bed.
1: It sounds like a fun ring.
0: It's really good, though. <laughs> I feel like I'm not selling it well. That's not, yeah. it, it's good, but it'll make you vom. That's all. <laughs> No, it is, it is really good. And I tell you what I'm loving as well is Justice League Dark because, frankly, yes, any week that has Constantine in it is is okay by me.
1: And it's, and that, see, that's proper creepy as well. There's some, some things yeah. like The Thief. The Flying Teeth is just... Ugh. Blip. No. Great. See, I mean, I think that, again, that's one that I think they've taken a bit of a risk with is the characters that are kind of are much more vertigo mm-hmm. and keeping it quite dark but then doing something that's kind of... it's It's... it's Vertigo, but a superhero team. And it's kind of, it's coming out really interesting. And some of the characters I don't, really don't know, I mean, sort of Shade, I don't really know anything about. Mm-hmm. And that one who Shade has been tracking down or something.
0: Oh, I don't know who that is.
1: Sonic Phatis, and I have no idea who that is.
0: Yeah, no no clue. That's I've got possibly. no idea who Madame Xanadu is really either, because i never read anything of... with her in previously, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I've seen her in bits and pieces every now and again. She's kind of She's the mysterious booby lady, as far as I can tell. Kind of, she sits there and she's got her cards and she's got big tits. Everything that I've seen her is she's kind of, she's sitting there going, look at my cards and look at my tits.
0: <laughs> is that not a proviso for most, uh comic <laughs> book characters know those, look at my tits. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, in fact, you look at most of them, sort of, you know, it's a on it as well. It's kind of look at my tricks and look at my tits.
0: Yeah. But, <laughs> it's pretty knockers-tastic, that book, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although I like, I quite like her new uniform. It's sort of, you know, her... Her outfit, I'm not entirely convinced by the fishnets on the arms.
0: That's a bit odd, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely convinced they're going to work terribly well. But I quite like her bombing around in, you know, her leather trousers
0: on, her motorbike and stuff. Oh yeah, me too, me too. Because I've always thought, as as great as that old sort of magician-y outfit was, it's redonkulously impractical. Yeah. For a start, having tails in a fight, you're having a giraffe, mate. That could yourself on fire, like or yeah. caught in something, or pulled by an enemy. You know, it's just—it's just silly. It's like having a cape. That's stupid. Yeah. Too. As we all learnt from the Incredibles, don't have a cape.
2: Yeah. Of
1: course, it's a bit of a come down as well. Straps. What you
0: need. Keep your yeah. Tits. Do we want us to keep our tits in, though? <laughs> well, I'm. You know. I would prefer. So that. I'm all for topless boys running around, but. Yeah. See, that's why you should have kept on with Nightwing. <laughs>
1: Well, see, that's one thing. In the previous Nightwing series, he was almost always topless in at least one series. He's not been nearly naked enough.
0: No, there is, yeah. It's been a bit pointy too, after a couple of random women. I'm like, oh, stop it. Yeah, just just, it... just, go and do some exercising with your top off. Go on. <laughs> exactly. What you want
1: in Nightwing is some gratuitous bum shots yep. and him taking his top off and then maybe a couple of fights. That's all you need. That and people do. will be happy. <laughs>
0: I do really like the story of this, though, to be honest. The whole sort of mysterious dude trying to kill him for being a killer. And you're like, whoa.
1: Yeah, see, I kind of, I don't know. I just got bored with that really quickly. And then there was the really random voodoo story, which oh, seems yeah. to be nowhere, oh. which was kind of like, that doesn't seem to fit.
0: That was a bit odd.
1: I It's not bad, but it just didn't, you know, didn't, it didn't grab, grab me. Mm. Yeah. No. I mean, the other the only other two that we've not been talking about, that I've got, uh, Batwoman and Birds of Prey.
0: Oh, I love Batwoman.
1: Oh, it's so, I mean, Batwoman, apart from anything else, is just the prettiest.
0: It's, it's stunning to look at, absolutely stunning. I mean, the only thing I would say is that sometimes I find it difficult to follow the panels.
1: Yeah, there've been a couple of bits where it's kind of, I kind of have to reread them.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it's kind of, they're so, they're so carefully laid out to look lovely that occasionally the storytelling is a bit lost. Mm-hmm. But I can forgive that because... Because it looks just, so lovely. I can't understand what's going on, but look how pretty it is.
0: Oh, it's delightful. It is delightful.
1: Again, it's not one of those ones that just seems to have carried on. Apart from Jim Gordon's hair being red, there's really no differences that I can tell from the battle and stuff that was coming out before.
0: No, I, I, I think that's... Yeah, I would say the same.
1: She was in um, Detective Comics, I think, for about a year, year and a half. And I got, I mean, I was getting that specifically for that, but that, I mean, that was, that finished about like, two years ago now, something like that. Finished ages ago, because they denounced that Batwoman was going to get her own series. And it was put off, and it was put off, and it was put off, and it was put off. And it finally came out that it was put off, because it was going to be part of the relaunch. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, they announced it about a year before they actually were going to announce any of the other relaunch. So they have you know, you have that long period, but it set up all the stuff with Maggie Sawyer and stuff as well, and Chase and Bones, who I can't work out how they fit in the new continuity either. But never mind, because it's kinda of, you know I'll just carry on reading Batwoman and she's I I can't see Batwoman being particularly one that's gonna cross over with many other titles, to be honest.
0: No. I mean unless they do sort of a bonkers Gotham-y thing. But even then, I mean, she's never, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've am i given up trying to care. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, do you know what? If I read it and it doesn't make any sense, I'll Wikipedia the rest. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? If I read it and I suddenly realise I'm missing half a story, I'll find it somewhere. It's fine. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, used that. I mean, anyone anyone who's read comics for any amount of time is going to get to at least one story where they sit there and some guest character comes in and does
2: something, and you know, I have no
0: fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, who are you? What are you about? Yeah. I I tell you what, um, what got me as well was uh, do did, did, did I don't know if you read any of it before, but the Legion of Superheroes reboot. Um, used to love
1: Legion
2: of Superheroes?
0: It just got crap in the last couple of years. I um I started picking it up because I really enjoyed. There was a crossover. Yeah. I think I think maybe with Action Comics or something a few years ago. I can't remember because my yeah, memory is awful. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I thought, right, I'm going to start picking it up. And I did. And not yeah. long before the um before the reboot, I gave up on it because it was just dull as sin. Yeah. But I, I picked it up again at the reboot because I thought, Do you know what, clean slate. But it was pretty much the same, and it really bored me, and I was quite upset by it. <laughs>
1: sixth reboot or something because I I started reading it when the original Legion Lost miniseries came out and that was the post Zero Hour. And then that went on for a few years and was really good and I loved it and virtually everyone else hated it. So I was kind of sat there going, I don't hell are you hate
2: it? You've got to carry on
1: publishing this. (laughs) they And they they cancelled it and they came out with the three boot. So it was reboot with reboot. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: that one was Not quite going back to what it was originally, but wasn't what it had been post-Zero Hour. And I read that, and some people loved it, and I thought, "Eh." (laughs) this is crap. (laughs) So I dropped it. And then I think they rebooted it again, which must have been when it crossed over with Action Comics, and it was effectively going back to what it was before Zero Hour, or possibly before Crisis, one or the other about two issues and i went oh, i can't be doing with this shit <laughs> and then they sort of re-rerooted it again that's pretty much what it was but with a couple of bits that are different and it's just kind of like i got to the point where i went you know i really don't care anymore
0: yeah i, I kind of got past the point of caring with them as well i just think maybe that legion's something they should just leave alone for a while now <laughs> yeah obviously can't do it quite right at the moment so, so just, just to leave hard. it alone
2: but apple man
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i Aquaman, I know
1: people are saying the new series is fantastic and it's great and it's brilliant, but he talks to fishes. (laughs) He just (laughs) swims around in his shiny shirt. Yeah. So I talk to fishes. The only good Aquaman that's ever been was Batman Brave and the Bold.
0: Oh, God, yes. Do you know, when I started reading the reboot of uh, Aquaman, I was really seriously hoping that they'd go for that sort of thing. I love it! I was thinking, wouldn't that be the greatest comic in the world if he was just, like, outrageous every second and we'd all just absolutely love him? Everything else really dark
1: and grim and gritty, you know, proper modern comics, but with Aquaman running around, just, calling Ron chum.
0: Yeah! Oh, that would have been the greatest thing in the world. what oh. I'd have read that Like Without even blinking Because it'd be so awesome It'd
2: be brilliant
0: I just can't I I don't understand why They keep going back To this sort of Almost pompous Kind of Aquaman Yeah I just think You know Just give us the fun one That's the one we want Yeah Because I can't stand his missus either That redhead bird What's her name Mirror Mirror Mirror. Yeah yeah. I can't I can't deal with her she's a bit of a drip and all ha ha drip ha. <laughs> um, anyway that actually that wasn't even intended I am just that funny <laughs> um, did you read Fury of Firestorm no
1: not yeah. me the slightest even though it was Gail
2: Simone
0: yeah see that was the only reason I picked it up because I thought you know what I didn't like Firestorm as a character much no. or really the idea behind it but I'll give it a bash because it's Gail Simone and then I read issue one and I was like okay I'm done with that one then <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Jesus, okay, oh, I love yeah is- but not. I don't know what it was a bit like, like that I think it's the idea of that sort of split personality thing going on in his head. I'm just like do you know what? I am bored of that. Of them Oh, uh, there was at one point I think. I I don't uh, I don't know. It just it seemed kind of stupid to me. I don't yeah. Cause the fact that it was just always them pair bickering, but somehow at the end they'd come together and defeat whatever it was they were trying to defeat, and I'm like, yawn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: not interesting to me at all.
1: No, no. Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of those ones that I kind of, you know, they announced who was doing it. And I thought well, that might be quite interesting, and then they kind of said a bit more about it, and I thought, no, you know what? Not really bothered. No. Quite a few like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I d- I, th- I think the reboot like it was a really brave idea, and it was yeah. I just think it was th- it was too half-assed. I think yeah. if you're gonna do a reboot, just fucking wipe everything clean, start again. Don't yeah. sort of keep some bits in and some bits out and some bits exactly the same and some bits entirely. De- just fuck it all off.
1: Yeah, so you can no. the assumption that you know if you start kind of in the middle of most of the people's careers, so you know you're not starting Superman from brand new from when Mm he first comes and is Superman. So if you start in the middle of the career and you then, you can go on the assumption that some stories might have happened and some might not have done and you can just include them as and when it's useful. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can go in with the assumption that you don't have to know anything about any of them beforehand and you can still enjoy it. And I think that would have been, it would have been neater. I don't know whether it would have been more successful because I don't think, I don't think the reboot's been, the impression I get is is it has been successful.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it'll
1: carry on being successful is another matter, but I think the, the fact that they are trying proper Z-list characters yeah. in their own title and giving them—I think they said that they would have at least eight issues or something mm-hmm. minimum
2: mm-hmm. before
1: cancelled anything. But then, if it was you know if it wasn't selling it, then it was going straight to the chopping block. They're actually, you know—they are giving things, and you go. They're not just bringing out three million new Batman comics or another. Superman 1 or something. They are trying something a bit different. Mm-hmm. And whether, I, you know, I don't know whether it'll get new people in. It might, it might not, but at least they're not just doing the same old, same old.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know they've recently sort of released a list, haven't they, of um, <clears throat> sort of a second wave of new yeah, things to come out. Six. Yeah, I don't think I'm interested in any of them.
1: <sighs> were well, the new ones or the ones that have been cancelled?
0: The new ones.
1: See, I'm going to be getting Earth two- and
0: World's Finest I may get World's Finest And I will probably end up getting Batman Incorporated Because it's bat related Yeah Because uh, as I said before I'm a bit of a bat whore <laughs> That'd be a superhero and a half wouldn't it Oh, dear. <laughs> oh Imagine her costume Anyway. <clears throat> yeah the, the gadgets would be as well you <laughs> <laughs> ever seen the film Orgasmo <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it would be somewhat like that, but maybe I don't know more boobs, I guess. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> back to the new titles. Yes. I don't. I I was trying to look these up today, but in my sort of sick and delirious state, didn't get very far. So I don't have any idea what Dial H or the Ravagers is about. The only thing I've seen about Dial H is the
1: fact that someone, <laughs> <laughs> someone I up at DC, I can't remember who it was had said that it was the most interesting pitch or concept that had since a man, which is, you know, you kind of think that could, you know, it could just be spin, but if that's genuinely what they think, then it might be one to at least have a look at, see what it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, I mean, it's as far as I'm assuming, it's kind of, it's still the same concept of you have the, the H dial and you twizzle it and you turn into a hero.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> of some sort. That is pretty much my own, un- that's my understanding of how, how Dial H works. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that
1: then? It, it means that you can do, each issue can be virtually completely different. Yeah. You can do something new each issue, which might be really good. probably
0: completely pitch. But yeah, it could, it could be really disjointed and rubbish. <laughs> I don't know who's writing it. I was going to put the internet on and try and find out, but when I tried to do that, it kind of cut up your sound, so I took it off again. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> Next time I will be a lot more prepared, I feel like I should point out. him.
1: Yeah, you say that now.
0: Yeah, I'll say it now, and then I'll probably break the laptop again or something. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be picking up GI Combat, just because from the name it seems like it's not. Well, I do that.
1: that's pretty much just the Men of War one. It's a new title
0: Didn't Men of War Get cancelled though To make way For G.I. Combat <laughs> yeah, I can
1: tell It's pretty much Just They cancelled it Giving it a new name And brought it back again
0: Good move <laughs> Maybe Maybe that sounds A bit more like Hip and cool And more people Want to read it Maybe
1: yeah, Possibly I'm I, not going to
0: it No mini, that I discovered That I don't really Like war comics So no. Yeah I mean I'd never Really read any before And I picked that one up And I went eh, No I don't do it <laughs>
2: Then
1: I
0: just stopped, as you do.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, World's Finest at the beginning. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I really like Huntress. I think the, the mini is really good. It's I think it's a shame that it's kind of, it's Helena sobbing Wayne again.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: then she was, the whole thing about her being mafia related and all this kind of stuff, set her apart from the Bat family. She wasn't just another Bat spin-off. She was her own character, and now she's being, you know, she's just Bruce Wayne's daughter again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Having said that, it's kind of... They've got George Perez and Kevin Maguire doing rotating the story arcs for the artwork. And it's kind of like, with those two, even if the stories aren't great, it's going to look lovely. Mm-hmm. But then... Have you seen the cover? No. The new costume... I see. I mean, the new costume of is pretty much exactly the same as it was before. It's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's...
0: Purple and purple, skip-
1: Yeah, perfectly nice. Purple, big hat, kind of inoffensive. And the Power Girl... So I don't know, how do you feel? We're going back to tits again. This one's going to be episode one, the tit cast. I don't know what you, I mean,
0: how do you, do you mind the tit window? Not even a little bit. I am, I'm not your average girl is the problem. I don't easily get offended by things like this because I personally think that, Showing your knockers isn't necessarily a sign of weakness Or show-offliness Or it might just be Hey, look at me I've got awesome tits Um, And I don't necessarily think it's like a good thing For all situations at all times But I think for a woman of power such as Perigirl. Do you know what she's got? It fucking flaunted. <laughs> like as long as going to literally fall out during a fight, because that could get quite dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as they're well packed in there, she's yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. I,
1: see, I mean, that's it. Sometimes people do the tip window, and it's kind of it's just ridiculously big. But other other times, it's just you know it's cleavage, and it's kind of it's the whole. I, I think it. I can't It was the most recent series that she had. I think and there was an issue where she made the point about. It was, you know, it distracted <laughs> it distracted people. So it was a lot easier to feed them up if they were staring at her tits. Fair enough. But the new costume is kind of... They've made it look like the Earth 2 Superman costume.
2: Wrong. And she's lost the
1: tit window and she's got kind of this red cloak on that comes around the front with this P really badly worked into it. And it's just... It's not an awful costume, but you kind of look at it and you go yeah can we
0: have the tip window back please see this was the other thing as well i mean i don't know if it was ever the official reason but i remember reading a mini series where she basically said that the reason the tip window was there aside from distraction purposes was because she didn't really feel like she belonged so she didn't feel like she could have the big s and be part of the superman family because she kind of isn't and she never felt like she you know fit in there and that made perfect sense to me but to have a big sort of P, I mean, obviously the costume has no sort of effect on the story and it could no. be a really good story. But I think sometimes if you make things a bit too visually difficult, yeah. y- you're putting people off straight away, aren't you? Because I am mean, like I was saying about Animal Man, I mean, if Rich wasn't still reading this, I probably wouldn't be, even though the story is amazing because the art really freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, Rich is getting it, so I might as well read it as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
1: there have been been books that i dropped because, you know, the writing's been fantastic, but I couldn't stand the artwork. I think it was, like, the third issue of Nightwing had... Oh, it's called... They would fill-in artists. It wasn't Eddie Byrd. It was the film artist who had done, on Nightwing's previous series, he'd done a very short run because so many people sad oh my god this is awful and as soon as you do the fill in show, it's kind of like right if he's just still on the book i'm gone because it's just it was oh, he, oh i see i always feel a bit mean <laughs> if i'm really critical of someone's art i always feel really mean because they must be put on the book for a reason yeah Someone must. Them.
0: well this is the thing art is entirely subjective isn't it and what you know what we might find shit somebody else might it's entirely, i mean it's like
1: having said that george perry's on world's finest will mean that you'll get pretty art I don't think George Paris is the most fantastic artist in the world ever. I think he's, he's technically, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's, you, you can't fault him. But visually, I I find him a bit dull sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, you
1: I, say I, that and people go absolutely, yeah, <laughs> you say
0: that. Because, like,
2: you
0: know. It's kind of what I think. right. <laughs> I think it's, oh, I can't understand Frank quite artwork. Uh, do you know, I, um, it depends who's drawing. I
1: do like him. But he's just, I look at it and I go, no, it's ugly.
0: Everybody looks like a potato.
1: Yeah.
0: The thing is that with Frank Quietly is that I really like his backgrounds and his details and his
1: oh, he love costumes
0: yeah. and stuff. And I, I absolutely love yeah. that. But faces, they just look like Mr. Potato Heads to me. I just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just an unattractive, pudgy-faced piece. But he's, I
1: mean, it's weird because he's one of those people that I look at and I think, he's not. A bad artist. Oh It's no, no. a really good artist, but I really don't like his artwork.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas there are other artists that you look at and you go, "No, you're just shit."
0: Yeah, <laughs> cough,
1: trait. If an artist like that on a book, then I will drop it just because of the art, because it's kind of like, "Oh god, no, I can't, can't be doing." Really good art will get me to carry on buying an okay book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas bad art will get me to drop a really good book.
0: I'm very shallow. Oh, no, because the thing is, one of the reasons you buy comics instead of books is because you want to see the pretty pictures. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you would just buy books and you would just buy novels and you'd be happy reading those. Because <laughs> people have argued this to me before when I've said that I I will drop a book if the art is bad, even if I'm enjoying the story. Because yeah. the point of me having the comic is that it's a it's a combination of the written word and pictures.
1: And Ooh, I I, oh, oh, I just suddenly thought... Talking about Animal Man and art and stuff, mm-hmm. have you seen that the artist on Animal Man is leaving Animal Man and being moved on to Birds of Prey? What? Which is an interesting switch. Hmm. See, now I'm saying that and I'm suddenly having to... Suddenly, oh, we're No, I'm sure he is. It's, it was someone that I kind of looked at and I thought, that's an odd move.
0: Yeah. If that's the case, that is weird. Because I yeah. think his art definitely... Um, what is the guy's name? It's something weird, okay. isn't it, like like travel or holiday or
1: (laughs) someone really bizarre i'm now on the internet if i suddenly disappear okay (laughs) uh travel foreman
0: there you go i knew it was something slightly bizarre i wonder who's going to move on to animal man then because the thing about foreman's art is that it is very i think it very much suits like the dark stuff yeah like if he was swapping on to swamp thing i'd be like yeah totally (laughs) yeah i can see that but
1: but yeah, it just seems a bit of an odd... I mean, he might... I mean, I think they've released... I think they had one page of very early artwork mm-hmm. that they released about a week ago, and it looked like it was just pencil, so it didn't look... You know, it wasn't terribly tidy or anything like that. But it looked okay, but it just its one of those ones where you kind of think... The the art, the art that they've got now is of a very specific style. Yep. And then changing it to, to performance is just kind of a bit of a... Bit of a jump. And I don't, I see I don't understand why they're switching people around so quickly on the books because it's kind of be if I know they said that if someone is late then they will be dropped
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they'll get someone else in because they're not going to have books be late but if that means that you can have a different artist or a different writer every issue then it's gonna it's gonna break things up it's gonna make the, the whole book feel really disjointed but then again if you've got a type, if you've got an artist who is being consistent on the title and you're gonna suddenly move them into a different title for no apparent reason you kind of think well why not just keep them on the same one
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody might have asked to move, you don't know, but...
0: That is a really weird choice if that's the case, though, because... uh, Although, I know Birds of Prey is kind of considered one of the dark, or is it... It's not happiness and
1: night, certainly.
0: It's a bit... Yeah.
1: (laughs) Great. Yeah,
0: it is a bit, it is a bit. Exploding
1: people and, you know...
0: Yeah, there's all that sort of horribleness. (laughs) But I don't know, I just think, like, hmm... Foreman's art is more on the scary side of dark than it is on the sort of... The adult side, Box as it were.
1: Two is going to be Animal Man from issue nine.
0: Right.
1: And mm-hmm. God, there's some fucking ugly covers.
0: Louis, <laughs> <laughs> Louis.
1: You know, not that I'm making you know quick judgments or anything like that. Birds of prey. Who are we? Yeah, Travel Foreman, issue nine.
0: Oh, that's a bit. Um, actually, I'm intrigued to see that because I know there are some artists who can kind of like keep the same sort of style but adapt to what they do to sort of suit the title that they're on. Like I think Cliff Chang, as much as I absolutely adore his art, I think it was a um, it almost looks entirely different from what it used to be on Green Arrow and Black Canary.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and he was a, and he was a big risk Put on Wonder Woman. I think he's he is such a different style of artist from what you'd expect on Wonder Woman that my gut reaction when I first saw it was, this is going to be horrible, and shows you yeah, how wrong you can be he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I love it. If I ever meet him at a convention, he's in danger of getting his face licked, I think.
1: Uh, yeah. I probably wouldn't recognise him. I See, this is the problem, is I keep meeting people at conventions don't realise they're there until afterwards. And <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have a bit of a wibble afterwards. The problem is... And I did I kind of I went up to Tim Sale And got him to sign a book And kind of squeaked And walked off
0: Oh gosh I was so nervous With Tim Sale It was a bit ridiculous I couldn't say anything I kind of walked up And I gave him the Because I'd bought Spider-Man Blue with me For him to sign And I kind of oh. gave him that And then sort of squeaked out Can I buy one of your art books please <laughs> And he went Yeah that's 30 quid as well Thanks <laughs> He drew a little Batman in it And I ran off
1: well, I was, I was stood, stood there talking to I think he was sat next to Kieran Gillen And Anthony Johnson. I quite happily chatted them, and they were chatting to him and then I kind of squeaked and ran off. <laughs> and the same with Adam Hughes. It, was, <laughs> it, was
0: it pathetic. The brilliant like, thing Whoa. about conventions is that I always have in my head these amazing things I'm going to say to really impress people and then I get up there and I'm like I oh, love you um, bye and just run off. I didn't even manage that. I kind of just finished like, <laughs> give and then ran off <laughs> like I was a five-year-old or something. Oh, bless you.
1: But I completely forgot what I was saying, before now.
0: And we were talking about um, Birds of Prey and. Yeah, I mean, you, could,
1: you know, he might be fantastic. I, I think it's. The thing that's throwing me a bit is it because his art style is so different.
0: Yeah, it is going to be quite before. jarring, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and I assume it's the The start of a new story arc.
0: Mm, you'd hope so.
1: Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I was just going to see whether anyone else has suddenly been swapped around. I wouldn't be surprised if they have been. Action Comics, issue nine, new supervillain called called Masochist. Oh, dear. She's dressed in leather and Superman can't touch her, apparently. That just sounds like it's going to be.
0: Can I I ask, is she brandishing a whip?
1: Um, She's got, well, she's got a leather jacket, Mm -hmm. leather trousers, and sort of a crop top saying, hurt me, on it. Oh, dear. And sort of really badly shaved head. She appears to have... Scars all over her arms, and she's got a chain going from her nose to her I suspect she might have been based on the girl with the dragon tattoo. She looks very, you know, she looks, you know, like she might be a bit of a cat. Oh, uh, which her, ha- her arms going through Superman's hands, so I assume she's intangible or something, which is going to be a bit of shit if she's a masochist and no one can hit her.
0: How'd she get those scars? She'd
1: be really <laughs> frustrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear, that would be pretty bad. I always think sometimes, like, I, I sit there and I think I don't envy the job of comic writers because I don't know how you come up with new new heroes and villains all the time that aren't just stupid things like Chairman and, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that would be the problem. Is if, if I was
1: writing a proper superhero book that came out every month, yeah, you would end up with Chairman. It would be sat there at the table
0: like
2: looking ju- back like,
0: and right. <laughs> Oh, gosh. No, I just... I. Um, masochist sounds a bit weird though
1: it does a bit, doesn't it?
0: yeah, I don't know if I like the idea of that
1: No, uh, I, mean, it, I don't know whether it would be worse if it was a man
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet there'll be uproar that it's a woman though
1: oh, I bet actually oh. see, man, the thing is, I have this horrible thing that maybe in the next issue there will be a man but he'll be called sadist
0: <laughs> 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 that would be kind of brilliant then, actually <laughs>
1: It would be taking Superman in a whole other
2: direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really would. I'd read it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. I've just noticed how long we've been yammering. So, I'm going to wander off the topic of DC now. Because I've actually read a comic that was neither DC nor Marvel this week. Does such a thing exist? Hold the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it was um a Blue Spear, which is a comics oh, yeah. comic. Um, oh, Yes, it's, uh, it's by Andy Ewington, and uh, it's got art by Cosmo White, um, and it is a spin-off from, I don't know if you've ever read The Forty Five? I did, yes. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: d- uh, what
0: an absolutely flipping, delightful nugget of awesome oh, that fantastic. was. Oh, God, I tell you what, that is the only trade paperback I've got that I've read five times. And it's quite sad that it's I own sad. things like Watchmen <laughs> and <laughs> B for Vendetta and all these things that are rated as the best thing in the world and I've read the 45 five times. Because you can. Every time I read it, I see something different and I find something new. about. I sub... for, for those of you who haven't read it, I don't want to spoil it, but it's basically um, a collection of interviews. Well, it's set in a universe where superheroes exist and they are either born with the Super S gene or they become heroes through some sort of accident and that's referred to as a second degree and it is basically a bloke whose missus is having she's pregnant with their first kid and he's doing interviews with superheroes and family and friends and whatnot basically to figure out how to deal with life if it turns out that his kid is a super s and this whole sort of conspiracy theory type business just spins out of it and the comic that i read blue spear is a spin-off that's based on one of the characters that's mentioned in 45. He's not actually interviewed in 45. It's his brother, I believe, who blames himself for his brother getting the superpowers and becoming the Blue Sphere. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the cover for Blue Spear Bevis, but honestly, yeah. I want to put it on a plate, and eat it. it is so delicious looking. It is crazy, because it's just, the whole of the book, the artwork is absolutely stunning. But I think my hat has to go off to the colourists on this because the pages are kind of. They're mostly done in sort of a wash of one sort of palette of colours, if that makes sense. So there are like the underwater pages are all very sort of bluey greeny. The ones on land are sort of oranges and reds, and every now and again there'll be some sort of pinkies and purples in there. And it's just some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen in my life. I was just looking at it and thinking, I want there to be like 10 more issues of this in my face right now because it's. (laughs) Flipping lovely Andy Ewington Knocks it out of the park Again I mean the whole idea Behind the 45 Was kind of Amazeballs And he wrote it Absolutely brilliantly I mean I suppose it helps That at the time His missus was actually pregnant Because <laughs> <laughs> he did kind of have Dad worries on the brain At the time anyway I mean not specifically With whether his kid was. Uh to no, I mean, have
1: superpowers <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, If that's the case though I mean that would be Pretty awesome But um, that's Quite good wouldn't it Yeah it would Well I suppose it depends What power Yeah, so Blue Spear, I would say you could potentially pick it up without having read the 45 because they do take the double page spread um, from 45 and Uh. pop it in the front of the comic so that you've got sort of that knowledge of what's happening. Yeah. But I would say if you haven't read it already, go and buy the 45 anyway because A, it's fucking brilliant and B, there's a a sort of themes and ideas and sort of almost a bad guy kind of appearing throughout the book. It's very subtle. And and this really expands on it and so it makes a lot more sense if you've read Forty Five. Yeah. And it's too brilliant for you to not read anyway, so if you haven't read it, do it now. And then buy the blue spear and then make Andy Ewington write lots more issues of it, please. It sounds sensible to me. Oh, it's absolutely so st- I can't even put into words how fucking beautiful it is to look at. Most of the comic stuff is though. Yeah. I think the the only problem I had was there was one scene where there is a woman who I mean, she's she's one of the bad guys anyway. But there's yeah. a scene where there are a lot of shots from it below, then? from below, no, from below through her legs, and she's wearing an incredibly short skirt that's like shorter than her bum, um, so you can clearly see her pants and the outline of a vagina. Mm. And it's it's like, that is the weirdest choice I've ever seen for a comic. In my life. I mean, obviously, you know, it's clothes, so you can't actually see full-on vag. Yeah. It's a little bit too close for comfort. I've got, to say. <laughs> and there's kind of no need for it. If that makes, I yeah. if they were trying to make, you know, make a point of, you know, this woman is a bit of a badass and a bit of a twat. Yeah. But at the same time, it just felt a bit sort of. I felt a bit dirty. <laughs> just. Looking at those couple of panels, it was a bit jarring to me. But aside yeah. from that, everything else about that book was just lickable. I wouldn't lick that page, though obviously, because it'd be creepy. <laughs> 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 I'll avoid that page.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I would. laughs>
0: have you read anything else that you would like to mention, my dear?
1: Not recently. The only well, the only thing that I'm sad about Tiny Titans is finishing next issue, I think. Oh, have yeah. you have you read Tiny Titans?
0: I have read it before, yeah. I mean I stopped getting it around the time me and Rich moved out because I was like, Oh I've got no money, i better stop buying children's comics. <laughs> <laughs> Not a children's comic? <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. I see,
1: theoretically, I did start buying it for Callum because it was kind of you know I wanted him to, to, you know, he liked comics, but most of the comics that I'm getting were kind of you know, people being eviscerated and
0: yeah, stuff
1: like that, and tits. <laughs> and you know, for a five year old, that's really not particularly what you want. So I thought I'll, I'll try something else. So I picked up a couple of issues of Tiny Titans, Um <laughs> he's not allowed them. <laughs> I <can still> make- <laughs> And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's one of the few titles that if I dropped everything else, I'd, I'd carry on keeping time and Because I love it. I mean, the last issue, I didn't really understand it. It was all this thing about oranges. And everyone had secret oranges. Right. It was the whole, it was, it was the secret origins. And that's fine. But it was Wonder Girl, I think, had this orange that was flying around. And there were the oranges of the future fighting the super cows. Or something like that. And it was kind of, it was a bit weird. <laughs> but, I mean, right, it's kind of, it. you look at it and it's so simple you know, it's drawn really simply. And it's kind of, it's, the stories are all very, very short. And it's kind of, each issue has a couple of one-page stories and then, you know, a few four or five-page ones. And they kind of tie in together. But, they, you know, they're not really long-form stories at all. But it's great. I absolutely love it. And then they announced that it's finishing with issue fifty, which I think is next issue. And then they're replacing it with the I think it's Super Family Adventures, something like that. Right. Which looks similar, mm-hmm. but it have things like Robin having all his penguins in the back, Batcave. <laughs> the other issue, the best. Have you? Do you read Secret Six, or did you read Secret Six?
0: I did. Yes.
1: They had an issue where they had they were playing football against the mini Secret Six. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the cutest thing ever because you had this this tiny titan scandal and Jeanette and Bane oh. and Ragdoll and it was kind of... Oh,
0: Ragdoll! Little,
1: little tiny titan ragdoll. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's, but that was the cutest oh, thing ever.
1: Oh, it was brilliant. It was the Birds of, Prey, Birds of Prey against Secret Six but it was tiny titans and they were playing football and it was just It was so wonderful that it was kind of, this is what comics should be about. You know, I I want my comics where people are being eviscerated. There's lots of tits and stuff. But I also want ones where you have psychotic killers playing football.
0: (laughs) Who doesn't? I mean, for a while I was reading um, Tiny Titans and the Brave and the Bold comic, which I Yeah the Gold one I didn't like as much I was disappointed with I think the, the reason I was disappointed with that Was because I was Expecting it to be Sort of exactly the same As the cartoon show And it wasn't And the cartoon yeah. show Was brilliant What
1: so. was Batmite in
0: I, Do you know I don't think I've ever Watched the one with Batmite But I think it's okay. because I hate Batmite And I've probably Just avoided it I think anything that Involves Plastic Man Has got my vote Because I <laughs> love him I love Plastic Man And I'm sad that he Hasn't appeared in anything So far in the reboot Because he's yeah, amazing he's not- I
1: think people don't know how to write him, though. And they try too hard. And sort of, oh, I'm going to be wacky and hilarious. And it's kind of usually just comes across as being a bit shit.
0: Yeah, there is that. And he does tend to get melted a lot.
1: Yeah. Or sort of, pinged across the universe. Yeah. Like super strong, you <sighs> can't,
0: mm, I love him, though. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I've got a plastic man on my mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> so, grown up, I am. Not wrong with that. Indeed. I think... Um, I need to watch more of The Brave and the Bold because I wasn't watching it in order. And then me and Rich decided we were going to start watching it in order, but then we found out that there was going to be a Music Man episode with um, Neil Patrick Harris, who we both absolutely adore. So we skipped ahead.
1: Music oh, Man one. Oh, I love the Music Man one.
0: Oh gosh, it is so good, so good. I just Neil Patrick Harris, right, is a guy who I just I want to marry him, and I don't. I, know which would intensely
1: irritating. Hmm? He's the kind of person that I want to hate. And
0: I really really don't like him <laughs> he's, wonderful. he's such a oh just he's such a delight and i I don't know if you, you watch how I met your mother, but i mean, I, I absolutely adore him in that he's just so yeah. and he's just such a twat in it like he's the kind of character if you knew him in real life he would never have friends because he's a bit of a douche, but he's just <laughs> a, he's an absolutely charming douche it's what he's he is. <laughs> I just love him absolutely love him. Yeah, no, but watching,
1: watching it in order doesn't isn't really, doesn't matter. Mm. It, I mean, there's kind of the continuing storylines through it. There's kind of, one of the series has, it kind of builds up to a big Starro invasion, which is worth it. It's Aquaman's best moment. Really? Right? <laughs> I, I mean, he doesn't, I, he barely does anything, but it's kind of, all of the big heroes have been taken out. And so it ends up being Aquaman and Buona Beast, And someone else really, probably Plastic Man, something like that. Really, sort of the the D list heroes. And Aquaman says he kind of, you know, he names all of the adventures. Yeah. And it's something like, I shall call this an adventure the day that the C list heroes save the day. (laughs) It's kind of like, sheds some self awareness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love him. I absolutely love him.
1: He does get a bit. It gets a bit too Aquaman-heavy towards the end of the third series.
0: Do you think people it's just got a
1: them. bit too overexcited? Yeah. They, they obviously want. Hang on a minute, we enjoyed Aquaman far more than Batman. Let's sack him off.
0: <laughs> See, Batman can be a bit broody sometimes. You need a bit of Aquaman to brighten up your day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're on the subject of um, TV, I started watching Being Human, just started last week. Yeah. There's been two episodes on, and I'm going to spoil the bejesus out of this, because I'm really annoyed. Um, <laughs> 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 because at the end of last season, it all got very intense, because Mitchell, well, at the end of season two, Mitchell went on a bit of a rampage and killed a lot of people. In a Yes, and.
1: Not sure why that's relevant, but you
0: know. No, but, there you yeah. go. And in, in, in the whole of Series 3 was basically about him trying to cover it up whilst people were actually finding out about it. And at the end of Series 3, George staked him, basically, to put him out of his misery. He was like, I'm doing this because I love you. Stab. Oh, and, yeah. and it was all very dramatic and all very emotional and all very exciting until Episode 1 of this series when George died. <laughs> 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 like, Hold on a minute, you're getting rid of the two best characters, because, I, you know what, as as much as I think whatever her name is, Critchlow, is an alright actress, I, yeah. ha- I hate the character of Annie, partly because she's a ghost so nothing can hurt her, and yeah. partly because she's really irritating, and partly because she doesn't really do much except get annoyed and make tea. So they've, they, yeah they've got rid of two of my I mean ugh, George's exit was like the saddest thing in the world and he's left behind his and Nina's baby and it's all really sad but it's it's gone off on this mad tangent now where um this new werewolf has appeared and this new vampire has appeared and the whole storyline this time is that George and Nina's baby is going to bring about the end of the vampires forever and vampires from the future are trying to go back in time and Deca, basically before she can do that and it's the weirdest storyline with the most annoying characters because the new vampire is shit. he's essentially a mitchell point too like a oh i'm trying not to drink blood and i'm trying really hard but you look really tasty I'm, i'm i mean oh i'm so sad i've killed so many people and then the werewolf guy is just a terrible terrible actor and then there's annie And a baby. And it's like, oh. Kind of hoping this might be the last series. Like, last week they brought in the new vampire who'd been living with a ghost and a werewolf. But, um, yeah, like, exactly the same scenario, except the vampire from the future who's trying to kill George and Nina's baby spoke through the radio to that werewolf and said, you need to go and find this baby. Uh, She's, like, the saviour or some shit trying to lead the vampire to her so he would figure out what she was and kill her. Except what happened when they got there was the werewolf died because he's old and the ghost passed on because she loved him and wanted to pass on into the afterlife, leaving the vampire to now look after this kid uh, who is who the original plan was for him to kill her, but actually he's in such emo turmoil over the number of like people he's killed and all the sort of horrible things that he's done that he wants the baby to live and kill them all. <laughs> it's just it's just terrible it is just really bad i was watching it last night because um richard gone to bed because he can't stand it anyway i mean he his feelings on russell tovey and um what's his chops who played mitchell are a little bit vitriolic shall we say um so he'd gone to bed and i thought right well i'll watch it now then while he's not here and i was just sat there and i found myself buying things on amazon because i was so bored (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I've spent money I haven't got any money <laughs> um, So yeah uh, Unless they can sort of turn this around And make it have a, a really kick-ass ending I just can't see where they're going to go Because either the baby's going to die Or she's going to kill the vampires And either way, I don't really care Yeah, oh.
1: Neither neither ending's going
0: to be great, is it? No, because they're kind of both Sort of almost telegraphed now Because th- those are the only two options, really Unless they drag it out over several series, where she grows up and steadily kills all the vampires, so I don't know. Or
1: someone just goes, "No, we were wrong."
0: Yeah. Oh shit! Wrong prophecy. <laughs> Our mistake. Wrong, baby. <laughs> oh tits! Yeah. No, it's um. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I, I know what I'm like. For completion's sake, no, I will have to watch the rest of the series. Yeah. But the way this series ends will definitely dictate whether or not I bother watching another one if they make it. See, I give
1: up really quickly on programs. If I enjoy it, I'll stick with it. Mm. But as soon as it's sort of, you know, two episodes where I'm not really interested...
0: Yeah. See, I just have to know. I just have to know. I mean, I started watching American Horror Story, and I got three episodes in before I went, when does this stop being garbage?! But then every week I'd. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to, to be fair, I did watch that because
1: I was kind of like, it can't get worse,
0: sure. It <laughs> just gets steadily day. worse and worse. And th- there was a time when I was almost going to come back to watching it because I found out that um, I don't know his name, but the guy who plays Cam in Modern Family, who I absolutely love, was going to be yeah, in it. And in- I was like, oh, I have to watch this because he's delightful. He was
1: Cam. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was straight, but he was exactly the same character.
0: Yeah. I, I still <laughs> find it funny that. He's actually straight, you know. When I watch Modern Family, him and uh, Mitchell in that—if you were looking at both, like both of them—and you said one of these is straight in real life, you would say Mitchell, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Cam is just ridiculous, but I love him. But yeah, even that didn't entice me back into it because I was reading plot synopses on uh, Wikipedia, and I was like, "Is this actually what happens?" <laughs> they don't do it justice. I, I, oh,
1: I kept sort of like every episode I watched. I thought, "No, I'm going to I'm not going to watch it because it's awful." And I'll just get irritated by how awful it is. And then i get sucked in because it was kind of like, this is even worse than I thought. But it had, I mean, it had really good people in it would pop up. You know, you had Zachary Quinto popped up and Jessica Lange popped yeah, up.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And these kind of, you kind of think, well, they can't, you know, it can't be all that if they're in it. And then there was the main woman who was about three million years old but was pregnant. Oh, I don't yeah. think she was three million years old, but she didn't look young enough to be pregnant.
0: No. This 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 lady who had sex with a man in a gimp mask Not knowing entirely who it was
1: Yeah but he was a ghost
0: Yeah see this is the thing I found funny I said to Rich if somebody appeared in my bedroom And I hadn't like discussed prior an interest in having sex with a man in a (laughs) gimp suit I'd never have sex with him Because he could be A fucking complete stranger Let alone a ghost I mean (laughs) And it turned out, you know, the whole thing. I mean,
1: did you know? Did you watch any of the last couple of episodes?
0: No, because I think Rich told me essentially what happened at the end, and I was like, I can't do, I can't bring myself to even look at it anymore. <laughs>
1: so it was the girl, fr- the boyfriend of the girl, the daughter who had committed suicide, but didn't realise. Right. Her boyfriend, who was the one who'd gone on a killing spree and killed all the kids in school, and Zachary Quinto and his boyfriend, who was the one in the gimp mask. Except he wasn't, because that was the guy with the face. Anyway, <laughs> that boy had raped the girl's mother and got her pregnant because the wife of the doctor wanted a baby, or some such shit. Right. And I kind of sat there and I went... <laughs> well, am <I laughs> and one, of the babies, one of the babies was the ghost's baby, and the other baby was the tedious man's baby, and the tedious man's baby died... Or something, and then Jessica Lands ran off with the ghost baby who didn't die. But-
0: right. Because <laughs> from what Rich was telling me as well, essentially everybody died in the last episode, and then yeah. uh, and it's, it's next flat. series is just going to be a whole new like set of people in that house being ridiculous. Well,
1: I don't even know if it's the same house. Oh. I get the impression that it's a completely different house. It's an entirely different story. The only connection is it's got the same title. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because the thing was, I was watching it, and I mean, I watched the first episode and the little bit before the the credits with the two the twin boys in that house. that's it's really creepy, and I thought, oh shit! Because I was in the house on my own watching it, and I've got a very overactive imagination, and I was like, oh no, I'm going kind of frightening myself a little bit. Yeah, this is actually quite <laughs> scary. And then I watched the rest of the episode, and I was like, Do you know, what? I'm not frightened anymore. It's kind of shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just kind of they threw everything at the screen. Yeah, I mean, it was kind
0: of this isn't. And everybody got, like, killed or something in that house, and Yeah. it was just like, I understand that you're making the house haunted and creepy and possessed or whatever, but not everybody needs to die for me to realise that this is a scary house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm aware it's a scary house, thanks very much.
1: Yeah, it should have been sort of building creeping dread, and it kind of was just... Dreadful.
0: Yeah, it was just like blah. Everyone's dead. Look at this. You're like, oh shit. What? Oh, I don't know. It didn't help
1: that the the two lead actors were just the most awful, awful people. They were
0: so boring. <sighs> so boring.
1: I was just as soon as the wife came on screen, I wanted one of the ghosts to murder her. But then I thought, no. But then she'll be hanging around for the whole rest of the series as well, moping because she's
2: dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, there is that. Because um, I thought some of the episodes had some pretty good ideas in, like when there were those three mental people who wanted to reenact a murder from back in the day yeah. in that house. I was like, "Oh, that's actually a really creepy." Imagine if people are really like that. But then yeah. it all just went mental. There was, I mean, there were some really creepy
1: ideas. I mean, the sort of the first flashback bits to the the doctor who was doing the abortions in the basement, and mm-hmm. um, the first few flashbacks of that with it building up and their arguments and stuff. And you kind of go, oh, how is it going to end? They were really good, but then it was intercut with modern stuff that was just dull. And I didn't care about any of the characters, and it was kind of... The husband had been awful, and was still awful, and the wife was a shrieking harpy, and the daughter was an emo drip. just <laughs> so, like... I want to connect with someone
0: Yeah I just I couldn't I couldn't deal with it at all I just thought it was Yeah just one of the worst things I've ever seen Possibly I, I'm quite amazed That I stuck with it For three whole episodes
1: Oh I laughed Almost the whole thing And then I, But I laughed every time They said it was award winning
0: Because like What <laughs> What, what was it? It Were these like Raspberry awards For being shit No it's it, I think it got Emmys and stuff I mean, Oh can't my it, god yeah. What for hey. <laughs> I can't imagine anything worse than having to watch that again.
1: <laughs> no, oh, it was awful. But yeah, I did. I, it, that's, about, that's the only really bad thing that I've stuck with. Because things like *Waking Dead*, *The Walking Dead*, rather, I've watched the first three episodes, and I just thought, I, I don't care. Mm. I think I don't, I'm not interested in anyone. In it.
0: <laughs> I think *The Walking Dead* is an acquired taste because I find it quite refreshing that it doesn't focus on the zombies and the running around and the shooting and the surviving so much yeah. it does stu- like almost realistic kind of survival like shit where are we going to get clean water from if this zombie corpse is in our stream and maybe i should have stuck with it a
1: bit longer because it was the first few episodes were it was just running around and
0: yeah the thing it, the thing like, was the first series i wouldn't recommend you watch to be honest because <laughs> it um the, the first couple of episodes were very much that and then the yeah. last few strayed so far from the book and had a plot, like a whole plot line that was just awful. And, and it bore no relevance to what happened. And I understand that at the time they didn't know they had a series two, so they kind of had to have a sort of ending. Yeah. When they were filming it, which was fine. Except that now it has literally no relevance because <coughs> what happened was, at the latter half of the first series... Is they all decide to go down to the... Is it the CDC where they do all those, like, experiments on... Yeah. ...figure out cures for things? They go down to there and they manage to break in and there's just one person left in there who's basically saying, we haven't got the resources or the manpower to figure anything out now and I am basically just surviving, living on the food that was left here and the fact that this is a really secure building. But, of course, because they've got in and whatever, you know, the security breaches and blah. And then it ends up... Because they're all trying to figure out a reason for why the zombie, the whole zombie virus occurred, which I didn't like because I quite like the fact that you don't know in the books. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not bothered about
1: why the zombies are
0: there. Yeah, I just know that they are and they, and yeah. I don't want to have them eat my face. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's all I need to know, so that's fine. But they end up leaving the CDC because the person there decides to set it to self destruct because he's like, Do you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get eaten. And Andrea wants to stay and die because she's had enough she? to try and survive. She is the sort of mopey, blonde haired lady who is a bit grumpy. And I think her sister died in an earlier episode. I don't know if you would.
1: No, oh, I think another one, yes.
0: Yeah, she she decided she'd got nothing left to live for and she was sick of running and blah, blah, blah. And the old bloke, Dale, decided to save her. And so yeah. the, the only repercussion in series two. Of that stuff that happened at the CDC Is Andrea being really pissed at Dale For taking the decision out of her hands <laughs> so I just I just wanted to curl up and die Why wouldn't you let me And he's like because I kind of like it and she's like well it's not your fucking decision is it the end that, That's that's it then And all I can think about is how much I want them to get to the goddamn prison I just want them to get to the prison And have exciting shit happen Because it, it's got to happen eventually They have to get there you but, thought
1: so. they've, they've just done the whole stuff in the, in the barn haven't they
0: yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. But the, um, is it tonight, or last night, that it started again over here? Like the season two, part two, as it were? No, I now. It's definitely soon, because I've seen adverts on um, FX for it. Yeah. I, d- I don't quite know how to feel about it, because I really want to like it, because I really like the comic, but...
1: When well, I was like that, like, I really wanted to like it, and um, I liked a lot of the cast, and it looked really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I just, I kind of, I didn't... It didn't connect. Yeah. It was was kind of one of those ones that I was sitting there thinking, I want to like it, I want to like it. And there were some brilliant bits. I mean, the the opening with him in the the petrol station.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: uh, That was fantastic. That was just, it was, even though you knew that it was going to be, you know, she was going to be a zombie, it was kind of to open with a scene like that was brilliant. And then it kind of, I don't know, it shot, its load. <laughs> it shot its load in the first five minutes. Yeah. And after that, it was just a bit.
0: I think Series 2 has definitely been better than Series 1, just simply because yeah. it's a little more... thing is, I don't want it to stick exactly to the book. Like, I understand that to offer something different is fine, yeah. but for it to go so far off track at the end of Series 1, for no reason, I think that's what bothered me, is there was no point to it. That really bothered me, but it is definitely better in Series 2, but I find my problem is is that I don't really like anyone. I should, I should like Rick, and I should want him to survive, and I should want his wife and his kid to survive. But I find his kid annoying, and his wife whiny, and I, I don't. I find Rick a bit of a
1: drip. He's, his name.
0: Yeah, and I, like half the people running around rhythm are all sort of bellends, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I actually don't rightly give a toss whether you survive or not. So you know, <laughs> it makes it difficult to really get invested in the show. But there are some bits that have been absolutely brilliant. But by the same token, like it hasn't felt like as intense as it should because I haven't really cared what's going to happen at the end of it.
1: No, if you're not bothered whether someone gets their face eaten by a zombie, it kind of—it's hard to be
0: invested in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick with it again because it's The Walking Dead, and I really want to. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I suppose I, I would really love for them to just get to the prison. Like I say, I don't want it to be exactly the same as the book, but I
1: think so I'm, much they can do with that whole yeah. It's,
0: it's such a pivotal point in the whole sort of thing. Yeah. I just think it would. It, and it's the perfect setting because it's a prison. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go there immediately? In, in the effect, I remember having a dream like years ago where I was in some sort of zombie apocalypse, and this was when I used to work around the corner from Winston Green Prison in Birmingham. And in this dream, I was at work when it happened, and I managed to fight my way to the prison and lock myself in, and I thought, what a fucking brilliant idea!
1: <laughs> think, don't even, you know. In with all the prisoners
0: Well I, You know I haven't thought about it that way And <laughs> in my dream it, 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 There seemed to not be That many prisoners <laughs> Or that's guards In fact Because <laughs> I managed to get in Quite easily <laughs> <sighs> Oh well Dreams don't always Have to make sense Well no No uh, But yeah I think actually In terms of TV That's pretty much all I'm like really invested in At the moment Because like, I'm still Addicted to house uh, <laughs> And Hugh Laurie Being brilliant They've never done it For me either really? I think the thing that I like about House is that because I know the medical stories aren't actually even close to being... Realistic Because no. <laughs> cause half the time There is literally no way A person could have The symptoms that they have <laughs> And be treated The way that he treats them And not constantly <laughs> die It just wouldn't happen But I just love All the sort of backstories And the interactions With all the other people It's like for me It's not even slightly About the medicine it Happens to be set in a hospital <laughs> Which I suppose Is probably not the point really But oh well It's what I'm taking from it So but this is the last season This year I think
1: It is yeah They've announced it. It's finishing
2: on not they
0: yeah, because from what I heard, he wanted to go more into um, films and stuff, uh, Hugh yeah. Laurie, yeah, which would be a bit interesting. Did you yeah. happen to get his album last year at all? No. Oh, mate, it's so weird. It's <coughs> it, it, it's like Hugh Laurie doing the weirdest accent he could possibly think of. Well, he did justify,
1: I mean, he said, I heard him talking about about sort of people saying, why have you done an American accent? And he kind of said, well, because I'm doing blues. And blues is the American music, and you have to do it in an American accent. But then I heard him, and there was in one, there's one skit in a bit of Fry and Laurie where he's doing a blues song in an American accent, and it's exactly the same one as he's using on the album.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: I, I can't help but listen to the album and think that it's jokes.
0: <laughs> For me, it doesn't necessarily sound so much like an American accent as it does, like, a, like you say like a comedy American accent. <laughs> and it's it, it comes across quite, quite weirdly Like I was I got it And I was th- I was just listening to it And I was thinking Just use your own voice, mate Just use yeah. your own voice You've got a nice voice Because there, there was a musical bit In one episode of House I can't I remember Yeah, and he was really good And I was like Mate, this is awesome um, Why don't you do an album And then poof, he did <laughs> But yeah, it was just really weird Because I do like blues But I think I don't know I don't know whether maybe It's the kind of thing That you've got to have the voice for And you can't really put it on <laughs> Yeah. It's 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 not something you can fake
1: End
0: yeah yeah it's just not good but i still love him although i still find it hilarious that he is the face of like is it l'oreal's moisturizing cream for men or something?
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i'm sorry have you seen his face it's like a sack of potatoes <laughs> it's kind of hilarious
2: lovely as he is, I think Raddle is a... <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: It's this. He the mess like time has not treated that man well. And for him to be going, oh, do you want to look as young as I do? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> if that creep makes me look like you, then a hell no. Back the fuck away from this green. My gosh pretty bad
1: it is a bit yeah
0: oh dear anyway before we uh, sign off and go and watch America's Next Top Model on Plus One yeah. is there anything of yours good sir that you would like to plug or promote or
1: there is the, the one thing that we've got coming out that I've got coming out is part of Into the Woods which is an anthology that Stacey Wickle the other Stacey <laughs> put together she put the call out I think it was about summer last year for short stories I think five or six page stories on sort of fairy story and myth themes. I think they're all original stories. I think some of them, are, I think a couple of them are based on sort of local legends and stuff like that. And the other ones are based on existing fairy stories. And the one that I did is not on an existing fairy story at all. And it's sort of, it's various small press and um, independent artists and writers and that's coming out at the Cardiff Convention in two weeks. I think it is. Or <laughs> well, uh,
0: maybe, well, maybe yeah. one week by the time I've got this. Well,
1: yes, that, that's why I kind of hesitated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff Convention
1: soon, or possibly a while ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, my uh, my technology skills have apparently left me, so it may take me a <laughs> while to edit this. Yeah,
1: that's coming out in, uh, at Cardiff, launching in Cardiff, and then I think it should be available to buy online soon afterwards which I should really probably find out how and where. <laughs> but, I mean, what I've seen of it, I mean, I've seen a couple of pages, if you look at um, Stacey's um, blog, which I think is Whittle Waffle Blogspot, something like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: she's got a list of the, the creators and the stories. And I think there have been a few bits and pieces. There have been a few um, bits from various stories, but she's kept a lot of it sort of under wraps. But then I saw a few pages at uh, Leeds, and they look gorgeous. They look absolutely stunning. That if it's all up to the standard of the stuff that I've seen, then I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I've got one in that. I have to draw horses.
0: <laughs> You're not a fan of drawing horses, are you? Not drawing
1: horses. They were very, really dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have appreciated a good dinosaur. <laughs> I can dinosaurs in if I want.
1: <laughs> but Nick, Nick kind of, you know, he was, he was very forgiving. And he, at one point he was almost saying, yeah, you know, if you can make it work with the dinosaur, then go with it. I, I did horses, and then it works out they wear tablecloths, so they you can't actually see most of the horse, and it works really well. Oh,
0: that's quite handy. I
1: was pleased by that, and I don't think anyone knows the hooker that I put in it. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's
1: one woman in one scene who is so clearly a hooker. But I <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, it amused me. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm sure it will amuse me because I'll probably end up picking that up at some point in the not too distant future. Although I'm not going uh, to Cardiff. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not either. I'd really like to go, but money and time.
0: It's post Christmas, isn't it? I've just, like, I'm pretty much skinted.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I don't, I see, I don't even know if I'm going to get to Bristol this year. Probably not, but.
0: I don't think I'm going to. People wants to buy some stuff from me. Right, if people want to buy us tickets and accommodation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be even better. If I don't have to do anything for it, then that. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're hinting. <clears> at <throat> him. <Yeah. laughs>
1: but, you know, if people want to buy lots of drawings and stuff from me and I can go to Cardi- uh, to Bristol, then that would be good. But, yeah, otherwise, I'd, yeah. I mean, I'll go to Leeds. That's not until November.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd like to do Leeds again, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to afford any comms this year.
1: See, Leeds is good, easy for me because it's kind of even if mm. I don't stay, I can drive over and it takes me about an hour. <laughs> it
0: was the first time I went last year, and I thought it was brilliant. So, it's
1: absolutely fantastic. It is. I think it's getting to be one of the best cons just, in country. the country.
0: Um, the closeness of everything as well, I like because with, I mean, like like Bristol. I know it's not far to the train sheds and stuff. When when they used to have it there. But it is a bit of a mission. And if it's raining, yeah. like it was quite heavily the one year I was there, I just never went to the train yet, so I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> oh, too lazy for that. I'm not tramping about in the rain with a bunch of paper comic books. in so mad. Yeah. Uh, so I just yeah. did not it's bother.
1: So and it's, I, I, Leeds, I think, is fantastically well run. And it's really friendly. And mm-hmm. the mix of people that were there was fantastic. I really, really like Leeds.
0: I got to squeal at Gail Simone at, at Leeds last year.
1: I, did like, yeah, I gave her a drawing of her and her garlic husband and nearly, <laughs> nearly <laughs> passed out. Well, I, know what I noticed about that I was shaking like a fucking leaf.
0: Oh, bless you. I got overexcited by the fact that she thought my shoes were really nice because I was wearing a pair of Converse that had uh, the Justice League on one foot and then a <laughs> load of supervillains on the other foot. Yeah. Uh, She's like, oh, your, your shoes are amazing. And I was like, thanks. <clears throat> Pass out. Um, and she tweeted about it. She
1: bought my comics and then tweeted about them i told people to go
0: and buy them. <laughs> oh, <that's> exciting! <laughs> lover, absolutely lover. Anyway, we're getting off topic again. Anything else you want to plug before I go to bed and wallow in self So, no. I, I mean, I'm I'm
1: vaguely working on other things. I'm working on their Queen Detectives three.
0: Oh, splendid!
1: Which will happen at some point. Took me a while to work out some of the characters.
0: I so got it's... very overexcited when you posted your um. Corporate school slash dead queen detectives sort of crossover madness. I love that was Lee Grice's fault, that one. <laughs> I just love corporate school. Anyone who can get away with running around saying things like ball bags for no real reason is, is yeah. fine by me. Imagine what it's like to live in his brain.
1: <clears throat> Scary place.
0: It wasn't though. It becoming like. Cotton candy and, and ball bags, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's like in there.
1: Images I've ever heard.
0: So it's just like a it's like a padded room that's padded with uh with candy flops uh, and candy? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I would imagine anyway, I mean, you know, if Jamie wants to argue that with me he can, but <laughs> that's what I reckon goes on in there. Anyway, I'm going to go now because I'm about to have another massive coffee bit. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was absolutely delightful to have you on my first episode, Biffy. My pleasure. Hopefully everyone doesn't hate it.
1: <laughs> no,
2: that would be good. That would be <laughs> really good. First last episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well we had a good run ah, anyway that was episode 1 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour thank you so much for listening and if you like what you heard or if you'd like to join me in the parlour for a future episode you will have to provide your own tea and cake I'm afraid just drop me a line at Parlour at gmail.com or you can get in touch with me on Twitter I'm on there as StaceBobT with a capital S and a capital T again thanks for listening and I'll see you next month for episode 2 I'm having a 19-hour Harry Potter marathon on Friday. I don't know why I'm doing uh, it myself. Well, Rich and his friend Paul decided they wanted to do it because they actually quite like the films. But I never liked any of the films except bits of the sixth one and bits of the last one. But for some reason I decided it would be a good idea to use the remaining annual leave that I have for this year to take a day off and do a marathon of all the films. <sighs>
1: hmm. I yeah, might, not best plan.
0: I might not survive this one. There may never be an episode two because I've killed myself. <laughs> 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 That's all right then, because I'm a bit of a spoiler fiend.
1: And especially with Russell Toby now, it's kind of if he's not going to be in it, then
0: oh yeah, he went out of it last week. It was yeah. um, it's quite emotional. <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing is, though, any time I get vaguely emotional about stuff like that, Rich sits there going, "God, he's such a shit actor." And I'm... <laughs> Way to be judgmental, Rich. <laughs>
1: yeah, Chris is much the same. Ruin this the is Stupid. Why are they crying? This is. Just... I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then he cries at prison cell or cage. But, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'd cry if I ever saw that, but for oh, entirely okay. different reasons, I would imagine. Have you watched anything exciting? I, I have just noticed, by the way, that we are both now missing America's Next Top Model. What is it on
1: Plus
2: One? That's stupid this is, that. oh,
0: What is the point of this series, I'll tell you? Do you know what? I'm going to go on a rant now, and, and I'm probably going to lose a lot of geek points here, but I don't care. I thought it was stupid when they all got given these brand sort of names like you're going to be lovable and you're going to be girlfriend I mean how can you be god fucking goodness, girlfriend goodness. but the best one was survivor because our fo- in this photo shoot right you've got to portray the word survivor in that long spangly silver dress eating a hot dog whilst <laughs> trying to look sexy I mean not looking porn. what <laughs> what and the winner of that photo shoot was a woman who had a load of chewed up food in her open mouth and no bun. oh god <laughs> So mad. Anyway, let's get back onto geek topics before everybody turns off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? The, the podcast is called Pop Culture. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Does that count? I think so. <laughs> it's on the telly. It counts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, I'm going. That was the first episode of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it and had a nice cup of tea and a slice of Batberg while you listened. I reckon that's that go down quite nicely. Oh
2: yeah.
0: Oh dear. That's a terrible ending. I might record another one. <laughs> I just fucking cut that right off. Play <laughs> it right off like a tumor. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm blatantly going to re-record that tomorrow. I might record a better intro as well, where I don't just surprise you by going, "Bevy, say some words." <laughs> <clears throat>
1: yeah, but then you still sort of, you have to edit in me to just only startle by you giving a proper I... <clears throat>
0: That is true That will look a bit bananas Mm. I'll see what I can do Pad out a little bit It it suddenly dawned on me About ten minutes ago That it probably would have been A good idea If I'd have explained Who you were (laughs) So that people Actually (laughs) You know You work in the comic industry And you have comics out And they can buy them And stuff So you know That was a bit shitty hosting On my behalf I do (laughs) apologise But you know It's all lessons learned And the lesson I've learned Is that Iz Was a lot better at this Than I am (laughs) (laughs)